It's the RJ Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It's that time. Welcome back to R&R. There is no Rudy. He's in the hole. James, welcome aboard. It's like the Saturday morning hangover. It feels very familiar as we'd like to welcome <laughs> on RJ Ochoa. Blogging the boys' very own good friend of the show, Rock the Mike Champ, and all-around good guy. Morning, RJ. Top of the morning. Great to be with you both. You both look jolly. You both look merry. Uh, you both look full of Yuletide greetings. Which, I'm full um, of you Yuletide. Know, I- I don't know what that even means. I don't either. <laughs> uh, not to say we could go the whole uh, comedy vacation routine, but we won't talk about Yule Logs. But we just had uh, Mike McCarthy on uh, a couple of minutes ago, RJ, and I asked the question, which are you more tired of, the questions about your run defense or your questions about your inability to win on the road? Uh, he said, you know, both of them are challenges. He's not tired of either. But of the two, which is more important? Um, I mean, I think at this stage – probably being able to win on the road. I mean, cause they're, you know, you know, that, that conversation potentially changes, you know, in a week if, if the right things break their way. Um, but, you know, ESPN simulated the remaining three weeks of the regular season 10,000 times. Uh, and the most popular yield was that Dallas would be the top wildcard team. And so, uh, and, and also that's the most, inexplainable right like you can look at the run defense thing and i think you can you can find answers you can say well jonathan hankins is out and, and we're not getting right. enough pressure and, and we're we're reaching and, and overcorrecting here but there's nothing there's there's no bit of logic to explain why they're you know just not as successful on the road and uh you can't just throw your hands up and say well we have to sleep in hotels and that's you know that's icky um it's it's a strange set of circumstances and, and one that they're gonna have to find a way to overcome RJ, uh, the other week I asked you about the Cowboys' lack of fatal flaws, right? And we determined, like, this team felt different because it didn't have said fatal flaws. Then they go into Buffalo, and they just got bullied by the Bills. Is it safe to say that their their fatal flaw just may be having to play away from AT&T Stadium? I mean... I think if I had to generalize their fatal flaw at this point, it's probably having to play really good teams, you know, maybe particularly in their house. Um, you know, I I, I would mm-hmm. posit that every team has kind of allowed one clunker loss that you're kind of just willing to look at it. It's, okay, that's your clunker. Like, we're not going to evaluate that the same. You were having off day. So the Cardinals loss was kind of that for the Cowboys, if it fits my narrative. Um, they got blasted by the 49ers, who are objectively – the best team in the NFL in San Francisco. What a crock shame. You couldn't beat the best team in the NFL in their half. They lost to Philadelphia in Philly, um, who, you know, obviously is taking on some water right now, which is just a, a damn shame. You really hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, they've got an elite operation, and Dallas almost won that game. And it's a division rival. You can kind of explain it away that way. And then finally, you know, you go to Buffalo, which is a super intimidating environment and home field advantage. And, and you catch a Bills team that not only is very talented and more talented than, than meets the eye, but that is super desperate, that is, is you know, backs against the wall. And, and you walk in there a little soft, if you want to call it that, because you just locked up a playoff spot. And so, again, you know, 
there are big challenges that can't beat the best teams on the road. And I recognize the frustration in that because at a certain point you have to do it. But, um, you know, I, it doesn't make them trash either, which is the, the popular take, I think, this week. That's RJ Ochoa. He joins us every week. You can follow him daily at Blogging the Boys and, of course, all the socials at RJ Ochoa. The, uh, the, the inability to win on the road, you know, that's one thing. And, you know, the – the uh, heartbeat season. What did what did pa- McCarthy call it? The the, uh, the 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 losses have been awful. Uh, the the peaks, peaks and the valleys. valleys. The valleys have been so low, and the peaks have been so high. Uh, when you see losses like that on Monday morning, what do you what what? How did you parse that loss? It it didn't feel like Arizona. It felt like they knew something that they didn't make the playoffs. I think they tried, but they just went vanilla. Is that an excuse or a reason? I think it can be both. Um, You know, you never want anything to be an excuse, but the reality is that sometimes they exist. Um, You know, and and I think that's why I think there are three classifications of losses this season for them. The Cardinals loss, again, kind of its own. Yeah. What the hell happened? The Philly loss, man, we really were the better team. We just shot ourselves in the foot a little bit and, you know, couldn't overcome that hole we put ourselves in on the road. And then, but the Niners and the Bills losses were, we were just outclassed, outmatched, outwitted, outlasted. Jeff Probe snuffed our torch, our torch at the very end. Um, and I mean, on, on one level, yeah, you have to, you know, tip your hat and say that's an elite team, an elite quarterback, even though Josh Allen barely lifted a finger. Um, and I think you, you use that as a bit of an excuse, but, um, you know, it, it can't continue to be that way. You know, it, it, it just can't. And that's the, that's the paradigm of sports, right? Like, you know, the reality is only one team, and I've mentioned this before, but at this point only one team has won more regular season games than them since 2021. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. And so they are a really good football team. In fact, they're an elite football team for the most part, but they just aren't number one, right? Like, so that that's kind of their, their crime right now. And that's the, the standard that they're held to. And that is, you know, certainly the way that you want it. But, um, and, and I think that, the way I ultimately settled was nobody came into this season saying, man, this is all about a week 15 game in Buffalo or even a week right. 16 game in Miami. This is all about getting to January, what you're going to do there. That's the real time where you abolish the narratives. And whether or not they're able to do that was certainly put into question by what happened against the Bills. You speak of narratives. In terms of narratives, these teams almost feel like mirror images of each other in terms of can't win against a good team, can't go on the road and win, can't, you know, all of these things. Can something be taken from a game in which two teams are fighting the same narratives? And let's say Dallas goes in, gets a win on the road, on grass, against Miami. Can can they start to quiet some of those narratives? Or can Miami quiet the narrative by beating a Dallas team that is also 10-4 and four and a, a, a good team? Or do the fact that these two teams have similar narratives cancel that out? I do think it's funny that we completely forget that the Cowboys won a playoff game on the road, on grass, wearing their cursed Thank blue you. jerseys um, within this calendar year. Yeah. I know it's you know co- coming to a close, but that did happen. Um, you know, and and to your point, pledge of narrative that became all about. Well, the Bucks were below five hundred. You know, it wasn't you know it wasn't the best version of Tom Brady. I mean, you know, so it, it became all about minimizing that. And I think, you know, to answer your question, it really just is, is who, who's, who's weaving the narrative, who's crafting it. Because somebody's going to win this game. 
And somebody's going to be able to put that mount in their office, right? To your point, the Dolphins are going to say, hey, we beat those big, bad Dallas Cowboys. We're the best. Sing our songs. And the Cowboys on the other side, it's going to be, hey, we went on the road. We beat a double-digit win team. You know, blah, blah, blah. You notice how the, you know, can't beat teams above 500 narrative just poof. Yeah, it's gone. Doesn't the, matter. The, the, the moment, yeah, the moment the Cowboys beat the Seahawks, who were above 500 at the beginning of that game, and then trounced the Eagles, who were obviously well above 500, now it's become this obsession with, and it's fair, but, you know, can't win on the road, can't win, can't beat a good team on the road. because they beat the Panthers on the road, you know, whatever, five weeks ago. Uh, so if you can't beat a good team on the road, add the qualifiers of it being on grass, blah, blah, blah. The goal, I don't mean to say the goalposts continue to move. What were the Cowboys? But, I mean, you know, people are always trying to find ways to, to poo-poo whatever they've done in our current moment. RJ Ochoa with us for his weekly stop by. Make sure you're following him uh, at Blogging the Boys. The, uh, the number of the 11 win number was brought up by McCarthy. It had 11 wins if they get it. They're going to look up, you know, take their head off the uh, the foot off the gas, kind of put their head above water, look around and evaluate. Um, do you see the Cowboys treating every game from here on out after after Miami as kind of like a Week 18 game? Like if you're kind of injured, we're going to let you get healthy. Let's just keep things, keep guys healthy. Or is there – no, there's not a chase, is there? Because they've done the Sims. They're going to be wild card no matter what they do, right? I mean, you know – it's the NFL, and the magic of it is that, you know, things can change on a dime, right? Consider that, you know, on, on Monday's edition of R&R in the morning, it's the sky is falling, the Cowboys suck, and then later that night the Eagles lose, and, and all of a sudden hope is reborn. Right. Uh, you know, we, we could win these. And so if Dallas were to win on Sunday, as an example, and Philly were to lose on Christmas Day, then all Dallas would have to do would be to beat the Commanders in Week 18, and they win. And right. so to your point, then you then you do look at the Lions game and say, well, this one isn't as necessary, right? Like, now we really can put these dudes on ice, right? Like, you know, and I, I don't know that I put any stock into the 11 wins portion of it all, uh, but they've got to have one of these next two if they have any hope of winning the division. And so that numerically would at least get them to 11, uh, assuming it happens on Sunday afternoon. And so um, it's – it's hard. It's dangerous because you just never know. You can point to examples in NFL history of one seeds who, who played all the way through their meaningless games in the Super Bowl or who, who fizzled out and were too tired or teams who took their foot off the gas and gave guys two, three weeks worth of rest and then came out flat in their first playoff game. It truly is an evaluation of your locker, your guys, your players, how tired you are. And thankfully, that is something player health wellness is, you know, something Mike McCarthy has obsessed about over mm-hmm. his time. Rob and I were debating this this morning, and you just brought it up and and talking about the possibility to still win the division, everything kind of still in front of them within their grasp. What would be better for the Cowboys moving forward? Is it playing an NFC South team that may be at or below 500 or barely over 500 on the road in the first round and avoiding San Francisco till the NFC Championship game or winning the division and getting that home game first to where you could possibly be playing a San Francisco team on the road in the second round. What, what would be the best option for the Cowboys to go? Well, it's worth mentioning that in the same you know simulation exercise that ESPN did, that Dallas lost the wild card round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers specifically. Uh, again, one simulation result yield. You just never know how that's going to go, but... Um, I think the you know the best thing within practical reason is that they they wind up winning the division and hold on to the two seed. 
because uh, they're guaranteed two home games, and they're guaranteed to avoid San Francisco at least until the NFC Championship game. And within that, you know, you're really crossing your fingers that somebody else goes there and does your dirty work for you and mm-hmm. beats them, and, and you don't even have to worry about it. You can even host the NFC Championship game. As far as, as the wild card, um, and this is maybe the, the most, you know, likely sort of thing, you got to hope that Cinderella's out there. Like, you, you got to hope that whoever, you know, catches this seven seed, this six seed, you got to hope that one of them gets hot. I the mean, Rams, baby. Score. The Rams, and, you know, the, the only treacherous part of that slope is if the Rams do, you know, continue to stay hot and then you catch the two seed, now you catch the hot right. Rams in the wild card round. And so it's, it's a game of, like, I want this, but I don't want that. And I also, you know, I want it to happen this particular way. But if you're five seed, yes, like, like, like nothing you've ever seen before, you want the Rams or the Seahawks, I don't really put a lot of stock into the Vikings, to go to Philly, to go to San Francisco, beat them in the wild card divisional rounds, and, and again, kind of set you up with a much easier path, maybe send you to Detroit. Uh, but that's, you know, that's where we're at here, and that's what makes the fine. Our rooting guide, which we do every week at Blog on the Boys, is always geared towards, like, these are the things you need to root for for the best possible situation. Because of this stupid strength of victory tiebreaker, they're right. counting the Cowboys game. There are 11 games that, that have desired results for the Cowboys this, this week. Out of 16. Uh, I think about that. That's absurd. Like, that's where we're at at this point in the season. Uh, RJ, as far as a bounce-back game, uh, what side of the ball do you think will bounce back better, build back better? Uh, is it that offense come back to play a little bit more as we've seen Tony Pollard kind of get his feet underneath him, or is the defense that was just a one-off and they're tougher than that? I mean, if it was against almost anybody else, I'd say the defense. Um, I, I think that the Cowboys offense shows up, shows out. It's fantasy playoff week. I mean, everybody's got their heads locked down for that, obviously. Um, and, and I think that, you know, offensively, they're able to put out somewhere between 24, 33 points. I really – it's not that I don't have faith in the Cowboys defense, but – and I wrote an article that's coming out uh, later today at our site this is, you know, we've, we've talked about San Francisco, right? And the Cowboys aren't even playing them. Like, San Francisco truly lives rent-free in all of our minds. Um, but this week offers, I wouldn't say like a dress rehearsal. Yes. Um, but, but, a, a, but a bit of a practice mm-hmm. slash litmus test. Uh, because you're going up against Mike McDaniel, the, the, the son of the Kyle Shanahan tree. Yep. Uh, what, what he specializes in is motion. Yes, He's yes, motion, yes. Mo- moving dudes all over the place. And so... This is, this is your chance to kind of get in, you know, some, some weird kind of work. And, you know, you have the luxury of being in, but also having things to play for. Uh, for what it's worth, San Francisco, obviously this adjusts on a week-to-week basis, but either San Francisco or Miami tends to lead the league, again, every week in pre-snap motion. They're both top three teams. And as of this moment, the third team who generally joins them in that three are the Los Angeles Rams, who could be the team that Dallas catches in the wild card round if they do wind up as the two C, which is funny. Uh, it, go ahead. Oh, we need to. Oh, we got a minute. Um, Mike McDaniel does run the, the motion offense. I we even brought this up uh, to McCarthy just a couple of minutes ago. I asked him, "Does it when you're watching tape? Does it feel like you're watching San Francisco?" And McCarthy just kind of glanced over it, and obviously, it very much does. And that motion, I think, is of great concern to them because. Not only are they good in motion, uh, they're good uh, if you blitz them to eat you alive. So you're going to have to go man, and you're going to have to hope you got your coverage. Uh, It's going to be a tough one this week. And with that in mind, when and if the Cowboys do lose, uh, how are you going to parse it? Because this is a tough game regardless. 
Yeah, and I mean, if they were to lose, they you know they suddenly have lost back to back games for the first time since Thanksgiving 2021. That that precious little thing they have going on, and I think it would be a really long week running up to the new year. Um, a short and, week, you know, it would depend. It would depend. That's right, because they play on Saturday. I, I think it would depend on how they lost. Right. Um, you know, you'd have to kind of you know squeeze that yourself, but it would. The bummer of it all is it would effectively really lock them into the five seed, uh, especially right. if Philly beat the Giants. And so now you're talking about you've got two weeks of idle hands. And that's, you know, as, as great as that sounds, right, okay, you've got two weeks to just make peace and, and get things in order, you know, in a proper sense. That's a long time to sit and wait before you play and do anything of serious consequence. And so that would be my, my biggest kind of uh, fear within it all. Um, and, and, you know, that's – that's the game. I mean, that's that's why that's why we lift all those wins. That's R.J. Ochoa. He's of blogging the boys, and he's of SA Sports Star every Friday. Hey, man, have a wonderful holiday and a merry Christmas with you and yours. Thanks for stopping by today, R.J. Y'all have a merry Christmas, Rob. I know you're an eggnog fan, so drink three cartons this whole week. I uh, will have three pieces of pints of bourbon for every bottle of eggnog. <laughs>